Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode four of Beyond the Elevator, our podcast for elevator movie reviews, where we talk about the movie news, movie reviews, and movie analysis afterwards. Today, we're going to be reviewing Tenet, and our very own Ryan Barlow is going to be explaining it for us. I will be. And so, before we get into that, we're going to get into some news, too. Uh, Zach, what kind of news do we have going on as well? Well, I think the biggest thing um, that Ryan's excited about, especially, um, is that Soul is coming out on Christmas Day on Disney Plus without a paywall. You don't have to pay the extra $30 like you did for Mulan. Um, It's just going to be free for everyone who has Disney Plus. Um, And that's kind of a big deal. Can I get a W in the chat? Yeah. Um, I... We were thinking it was going to come out next year, that it was going to get delayed. Um, so I don't know what this means in terms of uh, if it gets like an Oscar nomination for Best Animated. Probably will, now that's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Um, it better. Yeah, it better. It looks good. Um, the reviews are good, too. It has like 100% or something. on Oh, Tomatoes. reviews are out already? Yeah, Noah. Oh, um, oh Noah. I'm telling you, Soul is going to slap. It's going to be what saves 2020 as far as movies. Yep, it's still at 100% with 21 reviews as of oh, right baby. now. Um, the consensus is a film as beautiful to contemplate as it is to behold. Soul proves Pixar's power to deliver outstanding all-ages entertainment uh, remains undimmed. Wow. Proves Pixar. Wow. Love the alliteration there. Yeah. Yeah, so... It kind of... It kind of looks like a, a mix of Inside Out and La La Land. I don't know how to quantify that, but uh, I mean, well, to be fair, the the makers of Inside Out made the movie. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited. I think it's gonna be really good um, this year as far as animated movies. Uh, we've gotten some ones that are solid, but um, we yeah. got some dogs. But you know, next year has some dogs. You know, Onward wasn't even that good. Onward was good. No, hey, watch it. It was an average Pixar movie, but this one looks like a good Pixar movie. Because think... of the cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be... We'll see if it uh, surpasses the Wilburrows. What's that? Dude, the Willowbees? Or the Willow... Bro, Bro I tried... I, I got like halfway done with that movie and I could not continue. It was just not it, Chief. It wasn't it? It was not it. You heard it here first. Um, in terms of other movie news... Uh, we have some new movies out on Netflix. Um, the Trial of Chicago 7 is Sorkin. a movie written by Aaron Sorkin. Um, and that has pretty good reviews. Haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good things. Um, so that's exciting. Noah loves Aaron Sorkin. Oh, yeah. He does. Um, there's also the 40-year-old version. Um, and that is a new movie that's out and has really good reviews. Premiered, at, I think, Sundance or something. Um, so, yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, and Noah, what's the new movie out on Amazon Prime? So Time is out on Prime right now, ladies and gentlemen. And you've seen it now. And I have seen it. And it was good. Um, I don't think it hit me as hard as Zach. I think somebody was chopping onions for Zach, um, a little bit during the movie. Can you confirm or deny? I can confirm. Um, I did think the movie was very compelling, even though it didn't hit me emotionally as much as it did Zach. Um, and I think we're going to have a little feature episode on it. I'm talking about documentaries. Yeah. Um, also, 
one thing that we need to mention is Hubie Halloween. I was just going to mention dropped that. on Netflix. Sandman. I've seen it. Yeah, we're dropping the ball a little bit on that one. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's a classic Adam Sandler joint. Romp. Yeah. Um, but we got to see that after his incredible performance in Uncut Gems, he's going to follow up with Hubie Halloween. Yep. <laughs> Logical. What, yeah, what else would he do? Yeah. Barely missing the Oscars and then making a, a studio comedy. The cast is pretty much guaranteed to get stack cast nomination at this point. At this um, point. Hey, hey Sandler, if Sandler he, eats, everyone eats. <laughs> it's a bunch of like Disney Channel, like old Disney Channel stars. And then that have like Kevin, surpassed puberty. Kevin so now James not... is in it too. Yeah. Um, I think they have some other, like Maya Rudolph is in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stat cast. What were you saying, Ryan? If Sandler eats, everybody eats. That's true. Uh, he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, do we have any other movies that are out? Are there any movies out in theaters, Ryan, recently? Uh, Yellow Rose. I heard good things about Yellow Rose. Um, it's about like an undocumented uh, person coming from uh, like an Asian country. And she's like a really good singer, but she won't be accepted because... She's not documented, and then she she has like a help to become like legal and everything, and they jump through hoops and stuff, and then boom, she's like performing in New York or something, and then the crowd goes wild, and then the movie's over, and the credits roll. But I heard good things about that. Um, then there's that Liam Neeson movie that's out too, and the movie, yeah, there is. Yep, Honest Thief, and it looks pretty good. It's like it's like kind of like a spinoff of. Like the same kind of action is taken, but I think, in my opinion, they're kind of get, getting to the fact that he's old, and they can't really go as much action as much as they could in the past. So they just have him like sitting in an office, and then he just like talks in a microphone and is like, "There's a bomb under your seat," and then blow up a car, and then he just moves on to the next car and blows it off and blows it. It's, it's kind of like that, but it's Liam Neeson. So I mean, I yeah. mean, yeah, good stuff. And this upcoming weekend on streaming, we have On the Rocks coming out. Um, Coppola. Sofia Coppola joint with uh, Bill Murray. I don't think you're allowed to say joint for any other director besides Spike Lee. I think um, I've given myself permission to do that. Um, And then there's also um, Over the Moon, a new animated movie coming out on Netflix. (laughs) Bro for Ryan to enjoy and maybe the boys will enjoy it too. Bro, Netflix animated movies can get kind of my nerves sometimes because I tried watching the Willoughbys, I tried watching Animal Crackers and I just I just couldn't and so I just hope that Over the Moon will solve my problem. Yeah. Maybe well. Um turn around the season. Doesn't I thought the trailer looked decent. What's um, the cast looking like? The cast? Let's see. Um John Cho Ken John. Ken John's in every animated movie now. Um, pretty good cast. Pretty solid. Um, yeah. So be on the lookout for On the Rocks and Over the Moon coming out this upcoming weekend. I like the animation style for Over the Moon. Yeah. Looks very unique. I haven't well. seen it. Oh, wait. Bad Hair's coming out. We saw that. Oh, yeah. We did see Bad Hair. We went to uh, Beyond Fest and saw Bad Hair a little early, but that is coming out this upcoming Friday. Um, it's a new horror movie. 
um, about hair. So check it out. Um, <laughs> That's a great pitch. It's a good Halloween film, I feel like. Yeah, it's good the until the ending. Chaotic. Yeah. The right. ending kind of craps the bed a little bit, but I would still I would still recommend to see it just for kicks and gigs. The first two thirds is a great movie, in my opinion. And then the last third is like uh, mm-hmm. not the best. We but... might review that on Halloween and drop it. Ooh, for on Halloween. On Halloween. That's a good idea. I said what I said. Um yeah, I think those are all that's all the news and all the new movies um that's out unless you guys have anything before we move into the tenant talk. Wait, do you guys hear that? Ding. 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 We have reached the next level. Let's talk about tenant. Yeah. I'll go start with Ryan. Okay. First of all, we're going to be going into the spoilers in this review. Yeah. Slash ex- um but I want to hand it over to Ryan because He's the expert here. He actually understood the movie. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on <laughs> at all. So, Ryan, you could go ahead. First of all, let's just give our general, uh, like, one or two sentence review on the movie, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So, Noah and Zach, uh, you guys saw the movie in a drive-in theater, and so yes. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Like, you were given the chance to get what happened, because like it might have, could have been hard. I saw Justice League in the drive-in theater, and I didn't really know what was happening. So, I mean, I can only only imagine what you're going through. But Uh my one to two sentence review is two hours and 50 minutes worth of action. Pure action. Have you ever heard that line before? You have. uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. John David Washington is the young Tom Cruise that we need. And I'm glad that he's going to be back for more. And Christopher Nolan pulled a fat one here, and it was great. All right, I'm giving my review now. Um, I think it was okay, in my <sighs> opinion. For a Christopher Nolan movie, it felt like a little bit lacking, and I just didn't really understand, but maybe that was partially due to me seeing it in a drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I thought it was low-tier Christopher Nolan. Wow, bold words. Um, I'm going to kind of balance you guys out because I fall somewhere between both of your opinions. I thought that maybe this, once again, could have been because of the drive-in experience where the audio wasn't great and the, it was a little hard to see since I was in the backseat part of the movie. But I did find the movie to be pretty incoherent. Like, I had no idea what was going on. But the action scenes were dope. Um John David Washington did a good job. Also, like, the directing, like, the amount of precision that it takes to pull off those scenes um, is really impressive. So whenever they're fighting, I was like, this is sick. And then whenever there was the exposition and plot, I was like, huh? So overall, I'd say it's somewhere between good and okay for me. So it's a little, it's better than Zach's review, but not quite as good for me as Ryan's review. All right, do we want yes, to sir. go into more thoughts or have Ryan do the explanation right now? Um, I guess we can give a couple more thoughts. What did we think of the two leads? I thought John David Washington did a great job. And then Robert Pattinson, um, I also think was good, but he wasn't quite a scene stealer. Be. Didn't he have a weird accent in the movie? A little bit. Yeah. Um, wait, no, the weird accent was in several of the times. 
I haven't seen that. I just saw like clips of it. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, but he was good. I like Robert Pattinson. I think he was good in the Lighthouse, and he was good here. Um, John David Washington obviously slaps. Um, but I feel like here's the thing about John David Washington that I've noticed. Um, he's a little uh to the same in every movie. Like, I've never seen some... Like, you know how Lakeith has the range? Lakeith Stanfield? Um, mm-hmm. He's the opposite of the range, where I feel like every movie, he's the exact what? same. But he plays it what? so well. He plays it well, but he's the same person. If right? the wheel's not broken, why fix it? Okay. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen any range yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a new side of him in any performance that I've seen. I think that's a fair point. Um, but I just think he's so cool and suave. Like, he'd make a great James Bond, I think. Um, and he, even though some of his roles are similar, or the roles aren't similar, his acting is similar, I do think he does such a good job at what he does that I don't really care. Let the man, let the man do what he's doing. Let him eat. <laughs> what do you say, Ryan? What are your thoughts on the lead performances? Jonathan David Washington was perfect for this role. And, you know... Denzel's son. How do we know? Denzel's son. That's like a classic. Uh, move. But, in my opinion, the range that you're talking about is kind of there. Because Black Klansman and Tenet are two totally different movies. And that requires range. Maybe the range is not as big as Lake Heath. Yet, nobody's range is as big as Lake Keith. Maybe Sandler's range is as big as Lake Keith, but that's about as far as I'll go. Um, mm-hmm. You just can't really, you can't really get any bigger range than Sandler and Lake Keith. You just can't. So you got to get what you get. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let the dog eat. If it's an action movie, let an action movie. Let him eat. Sometimes you just got one bowl and you got to eat from that one bowl. You got one bowl and you got one dog and you got to eat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think I think that that takes care of that. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki, what are your thoughts? She did nothing. She did nothing. She okay, was, that's she my was just there. Who? And, yeah. I, um, she was the. I know who she is. I was kidding. She's yeah. tall. She's, she's very tall. She's very tall. Taller than oh, Kate oh, so Kate Blanchett's in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Um, I just felt like she was so underused in the movie. Like the way that. Christopher Nolan just kind of used her as like a plot device. I feel like um, didn't really work for me. It didn't really like, take anything uh, away from the movie for me, though. It just kind of was there. It took away the fact that there could have been a good character there, and there wasn't, mm. in my opinion. I'm curious, what did you guys think of the villain played by Kenneth Branagh? Garbage. Because for me, I thought he was hamming it up the whole movie, and that was the only like. Like, as far as my criticisms for the movie, it was just that it didn't make sense and Kenneth Branagh was hamming it up. So if I understood it, I still feel like the only issue I'd have is the villain's performance. Kenneth Branagh's always hamming it up. Every yeah, but his accent was so weird. I guess mm-hmm. he went for this, like, really, like, Russian, like, heavy accent. Yeah. And it just, knowing all the other roles he's played, it was just very off-putting. Uh, but there was a big, like, gasp moment and later in the movie with him but I'll leave that for the spoiler section so are you guys ready for me to get into the nitty gritty of Tenet the Tenet lore 
I think it's time. It's time. Okay. I'm going to go into it right now. And FYI, if you for some reason have not seen Tenet yet, um, I will be getting into heavy, heavy, heavy spoilers. So Please. fast forward or something, and I'll let you know when I'm done. I'll say I'm done after I'm done. Okay. I've had some questions asked by fellow fans. This is one question asked by a guy I will not mention his name, but he's a very talented first baseman. And he plays lots of Fortnite with me. <laughs> he did not understand inversion, and so I go. I'm telling him the whole plot of inver- inverting. The inverting people are basically time traveling, but instead of teleporting from one time frame to another, they are experiencing time, quote, pass them by, end quote, as they are going back in time. Think about it like this. If you have your left hand to the left of you and your right hand to the right of you, and you clap, that's like, and your hands are together, you're just going through time. But when you separate your hands and you have a big gap in between, that gap is the inverting that they are doing. They are going through that gap and going to the other hand. And that other hand represents when they go back into the inverting portal. You know what I mean? The red and blue area. That's the other side. And then they'll, and then they'll just go on from there. And so when they're eventually re-inverted back to normal, they are stuck in said time frame and will live their regular lives in there. And you're going to ask me this question, but Ryan, bro, if you're in that time frame, then that means there's going to be another of the same exact person in that same exact time frame. And I'm going to say, well, listen to this. If I go, if today is Saturday and I'm going to invert on Sunday, that means there's already a Ryan who is inverted and he is stuck in like, I don't know, Thursday. We're never, oh. we're never going to meet because I'm going to invert tomorrow and he'll be here tomorrow, but he won't ever see me. He won't. It'll just keep on going. It'll just keep on going. Does the loop ever end? Does the loop ever end? For Neil, the guy with the weird accent, no. He said in the final scene, He has to go back and win the war and help because he did something he was supposed to do, re-invert himself. He was on the blue team. He was not supposed to re-invert. John David Washington was on the red team. He was in normal time. Neil was in invert time. Do you remember when uh, when John David and another fella, I don't know his name, were running into like some bunker and then they go underground? And then they, like, hug a bomb, and then they get exploded upside. And there was a car that's dragging them. You know who's driving that car? Mr. Neil. Him. Mr. Neil. If it wasn't for Neil, John David would not be alive. So Mr. Neil saved him by driving that car out of the hole and then being like, yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that. And so, yeah, I got to go back and do it again, mate. And so there we go. The loop is not going to end. He's going to be doing that for the long time. Now, for our guy, John David, the protagonist, he does not have a name in this movie. He was told by Neil that you have a future in the past. And then John David Washington looks at him like, what the hell? What are you saying? And so Neil is like, he's going to invert himself again and do everything again. By inverting himself, he's going back in time. And by going back in time, he's going to be going through the war again. And then again, and then again, and then again. 
And so Neil is stuck in the final war. And then the protagonist, John David, was like, are we ever going to see each other again? And then he, and then Neil was like, you're going to see me, but I'm not going to see you. And then John David was like, bro, speak English, English. And then, so John David is going yeah, John David is going to rekindle his relationship with Neil later, but comma, like I said before, he will be rekindling his relationship with a different Neil in a different reality because the Neil that he talked to in the final scene will invert himself and go. And there is already another Neil in this time frame that is continuing the life. And so um, that's pretty much all I got when it comes to my brain. It is. It is. Yeah. Hey, that's what this do to you. That was that was well explained, right? Thank you. Thank you. For no your problem. Yeah. I think in terms of like my overall thoughts on the movie um, with that review, like that little analysis in mind, um, I'm, I was just lost. But I appreciate your service, Ryan, in trying to explain it. I'm still still processing all that, but um, a lot of moving parts. I gotta say though, the visuals in this movie are pretty Very impressive. The fantastic. gears are moving. You can tell that is a seasoned veteran filmmaker because he seasoned. He has all these shots and all these uh, like visual ideas that you're like that you wouldn't have even imagined, like in the craziest of dreams. Um, and the fact that he doesn't take a lot of time to explain things, he kind of just like shows you. Um, that's kind of an indication of. He's like, I'm at the point in my career where I'm just making trippy movies. And if you're following along, you're following along. And if you don't, get off the bus. <laughs> get off the train. Get off the car. Get out of the car. Whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah, I think this out of all of his movies is the one that's most like, if you like Christopher Nolan's twisty movies, you'll like it. And if you want the movie to explain everything to you, uh, you're going to be lost. Hmm. So, yeah, I think that kind of brings to... Floor three, if I'm not Dang. mistaken. Do you have any more go on the floor three, Ryan? Dude, I just I said everything on my mind. I'm good. Ding. 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 Explain what floor three is today. What's so the for floor three, we have a controversial question. I don't know if film Twitter um, or the letterbox community is going to be at our throats for this one. They might cancel us. <laughs> is Christopher Nolan overrated? underrated or properly rated or somewhere in between in the gray area so this just to give uh, some reference to some of the movies he's made um, we got interstellar inception batman begins dark knight and dark knight rises prestige and memento i think that's it the following and that too yeah criterion man yeah I haven't seen it yet. All right, so I've seen, I think, half of those movies. I've seen the the Dark Knight movies, and I've seen Interstellar, and I've seen the first 15 minutes of Inception, and then my brain, like, exploded, and I was like, I need to focus on this. Um, How many have you seen, Zach? I've seen Inception. Um, I've seen Interstellar, Dark Knight, and Batman Begins. Um, I've seen... I think, I think those are all the ones. And what about you, Saw? 
I have seen Tenet, of course, Interstellar, of course, and Matt Harvey. I mean, Dark Knight <laughs> Rises. The Dark Knight didn't rise in 2019, I'll tell you that. I've never seen The Dark Knight Rises. I've no. only seen Dark Knight. I think I've only seen the opening scene with, mm. with Burns. Talk like this. Yeah. Um, anyways, Zach, I'm going to start with you. Christopher Nolan, where does he land in public perception versus your own perception? Should I say it? Should I say it, Noah? Um, I do. Uh, um, I don't think he's. Oh, I'm not gonna say overrated. I feel like that's a big term to use, but I would say he's not my my fave. He's not like I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of film bros will be like, "Hey, this is my guy. This is like Christopher Nolan. He makes the best movies ever." I'm not that. I find his movies to be like well made, um, but I never. Really, I'm not like passionate about his movies. Whenever I watch his movies, mm-hmm. I'm just like, that was like pretty. Like everything was good. Everything was like w- good looking. Noah just or, and he just barked. Um, <laughs> Noah just barked. <laughs> Noah just barked. <laughs> um, yeah, Noah got mad and barked <laughs> at me. Um, I I just feel like. I don't... Oh, Dunkirk. That's the other Dunkirk. one. Dunkirk. I was just about to mention um, Oh, Dunkirk. I feel like I always find his movies not, like, too confusing, but sometimes, like, overly plotted. Bloated. Yeah, like, there's too much um, going on, and then sometimes he adds the whole time thing where I don't think the time <laughs> thing is needed, and that Dunkirk is my one example where I thought the movie, as, like, everything was, like, really good. And then he tried to make it like, this is a little twist with time. And here's three like, different perspectives of a ship blowing up. I think it would have been great without that. Um, so those are just some of my. Oh, the scores are always good in Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. Um, Hans Zimmer, an yeah, expert. Hans. So I'm. I'm not going to say overrated. I'm not going to piss off some people today. Well, I'm not going to make some people angry. But I'm going to say, he's not my thing. He's well, not here's my question. My fate. Do you think his movies are better or worse than people say it is? In my personal opinion, yes. I think they're worse than most people. So, there. by definition, Christopher Nolan's overrated in your book. Uh, wow. On what definition you're going off of? Overrated? I if, the, the way I think about it is, like, what does your opinion fall in opposition to what the general consensus is? But I could see how people like it. That's why I wouldn't say okay. like, overrated. Like, I could see, like, why people are like, oh, uh-huh. he's so good. Um, that's just my thoughts. Okay. Um, Ryan or Noah, do you want to go next? How about you dive in, Ryan? I'll dive in. Um, I think Christopher Nolan's kind of, I'm going to compare him to, uh, he's like the Bryce Harper of the movie industry. People are going to, like, give him flack and everything and, Oh, this, that, and the other, and oh, blah, blah, blah. At that point, you can consider him underrated for everything he's doing. Um, he's one of the better directors out there. But I, he's he is no Tony Leondis, though. And you're asking in your head, who is Tony Leondis? He's the director of the Emoji movie. It doesn't get any better than that. But Christopher Nolan, I've noticed in every single Christopher Nolan movie I've watched, it is long. It's so long. Like, Interstellar was long. Tenet was long. Everything was long, and that's because they're explaining everything in their own way, which is unique. And, you know, Christopher Nolan movies are always unique in their own way. Like you said, the score is good and the visual effects are good. 
like you can't really find like that anywhere else. So you kind of got to you kind of got to appreciate greatness that's happening in front of you. Like LeBron, you just kind of got to appreciate it. And like you can appreciate this. Built different. He's built different. Yeah, you can say he's a different breed, like the event. <laughs> yeah, like the like like the Marvel directors and stuff, just different breed. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what I got though. Noah, your thoughts? Yeah, let's go. Um, so the last two Christopher Nolan movies didn't really do it for me, but just for the fact that Christopher Nolan did make Interstellar, which is one of my favorite movies ever, and is the movie that like made me love movies. Uh, I have to give him some credit. I think he's properly rated um, as far as his career. Um, like Ryan said, it's you're witnessing greatness, even if it's not greatness that you can understand sometimes. Um, the fact that he's able to make these movies that merit so much discussion is pretty impressive. Um, also, Dark Knight is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, really well plotted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting's terrific. Um, the action scenes are really tense. And I feel like, I'll, I'll say this, jumping off of what Ryan said, his movies are very long. And I feel like that's part of the reason why it feels so overwhelming um, some of the time. It's definitely not the movie you're going to like chug a McDonald's Sprite and then go in and watch no, it. No, sir. You're gonna no, sir. Hour in. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a movie that you kind of have to, you have to know what you're getting into. Um, before you watch it and if you're if you're along for the ride i think it's great and i will say this about dunkirk though and tenet i didn't feel like the characters landed for me i liked the acting in both of those movies but i wasn't really compelled to any of the characters like i wasn't like rooting for them a bunch even though i thought the characters were cool um so i think one thing that you could knock christopher nolan for is his scripts. Get the development in the characters. There's no development. Yeah. Interstellar is the only movie of his where I would highly tout the character development. And going back to Interstellar, I mean, I remember watching, I vividly remember watching that movie in the theaters and like falling in love with movies. And that's kind of what inspired me um, to watch more and to look for movies that weren't just like Marvel or DC. So I got to give Chris, Chrissy Nolan a lot of credit for that. Yeah, but all all when all is said and done, there's been some great movies he's made. There's been some movies that weren't my thing, but they were okay. Um, but I think it all levels out to where I would say the general consensus on him is properly rated. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Inception? Wow, uh, what? That that's those are my two words. Wow, and what? I watched, Have you seen the whole thing? No, I watched about 20 minutes of it. Okay, um, that's like nothing. No, that's none yes, of it. But let me explain myself a little okay. bit here. Um, I was studying for finals, and this was kind of a break for me. Not, this isn't like a good, like, turn off your brain uh, while you're studying for finals, like, take a break kind of movie. And I was checking my emails, like, periodically to see if my math teacher got back to me on one of the assignments. And because of that, while the movie was playing, I had to like check my email a little bit. And then once we got to the 20, 25 minute mark, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. So I was like, I think this, I think this deserves to uh, have my undivided attention. So I was like, oh, I'll just watch it another time. That was five years ago. 
Man, Noah, man. I've I've dropped the ball a bit on Inception. Um, so I have I, not finished it. My hot take is that I don't think I don't I don't love Inception. Leave the podcast. It was too much. Too much, bro. Um it was confusing. Um it was not my thing. But the cast is good and Always. visuals are sick. Like when they're doing the spinny thing in the movie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, also, I love my cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I love how he just like drops in every single movie just for a little bit. One thing about Christopher Nolan movies in general um, that I don't love is I feel like sometimes it's a bit too polished where every visual is like looks good, but it's like there's not like anything interesting. They're not like trying something like different. I mean, they are, like, in some of their, like, twisty shots and stuff like that. But um, it's, like, very, like, polished looking. And that, that's not, like, necessarily you my like the thing. grime, the grittiness. Sure. I guess, yeah. But not not always my thing. Even though, I like, I always appreciate the visuals. I think it adds to the element of, like, suave. There's no, there's no flavor. That's what I'm saying. The okay. flavor is not there. Okay. Unsalted pasta, but it's like, <laughs> but it's good. It's like good pasta, but it's just the flavor isn't like there's, immaculate. There's your um, your food food comparison that I somehow slip in there every episode. Good. Um, Rob, I'm curious. I know you really like Interstellar. What like what are your thoughts on Interstellar? It's a mind boggler for sure. You really gotta you really gotta buckle down there and drink your McDonald's Sprite before the movie, but. Um, the visual effects were really, really good. And I think like the storyline is like nothing you've ever seen before because there's not really that many space movies out nowadays. It's all on Earth. <laughs> there's usually like one a year. Like, yeah, yeah. There's one one a year. Um, I really enjoyed Interstellar. It just took a long time for them to actually go to space. Like it took a solid hour for the rocket ship to go. Yeah, like that's I what... actually watched somewhat recently and 45 minutes in they launch yeah it's like so the first one is just like a bunch of dust farms and like Hans zimmer's organ swelling and uh matthew mcconaughey talking like this yeah uh so it's it's funny it's a three-hour movie it takes almost a third of it to get like going to get the space of. yeah but i mean i would watch it again i probably want to watch it again because it's really good but, like, you can't fast-forward that part when they're in, on Earth because they'll tell you some stuff that you got to know. you got to bite the bullet because you'll be rewarded if you wait. And I really like the setup of the movie. I think it makes all the characters really compelling, and it makes you feel like you're living in this really desolate world instead of just, like, oh, the world sucks, let's go to space within the first five, ten minutes. Um, also, the cast is ridiculously good. For Interstellar. Also, you got like this was oh, before God, Timothy man. Chalamet was big. He was in the movie. I forgot he was in the um, movie. Also, um, not Ben Affleck. It's the other Affleck. Casey. Casey Affleck is in it too. Um, and then you also got Jessica Chastain before she was like a huge actress. She had a couple big roles before that. Um, the Glizzy Goblin. My Cocaine, and plenty of other Christopher Nolan staples. And and Hathaway too. Yeah, I was um, gonna say. I feel like Interstellar 
is kind of like a modern day 2001 for a mm-hmm. lot of people because a lot of people like 2001 was pretty ground in terms of sci-fi mm-hmm. um, and was very like inspirational and I feel like um, a lot of people who are younger didn't get to experience 2001 like in theaters and stuff like that um, so a lot of people have clung to Interstellar um, it, maybe it's a little bit more niche but I feel like a lot of people still are like I like Interstellar that's like my sci-fi movie That's it's my, it's my sci-fi movie there's sure. a lot of people I feel like a lot of film bros like Noah who hey. <laughs> who uh, would say Interstellar is their favorite movie. Is it Interstellar? No, it's Interstellar's not. Moneyball is three. Moneyball. So Moneyball well, is my favorite. A Monster Calls is uh, second. Huh? A Monster Calls? A Monster Calls is uh, is up there. <laughs> That's a true get that back in there tier. Uh Brigsby Bear, of course, is up there as well. And Interstellar. Bumblebee. Brigsby Bear. Yep. Still? I, yes, I love Brigsby Bear. Special, special movie to me. Aww, um, and also with Interstellar, I think it's worth mentioning. There's so many iconic scenes. Like the scene where three. he gets... Okay, I'll name three. <laughs> um, the scene where he gets all the transmissions from his children over the last 20 years. That's, that's a real onion-chopping scene right there. Um, you got that. You also got the scene where Matthew McConaughey is on that planet. Does he say, all right, like, all right, all right? He doesn't, but he says... Those aren't mountains. Those are waves. Yeah, that part was weird. That was sick. That 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 scene like blew my mind. Also, you got um Matt Damon looking like a baked potato. I forgot he was in that movie. I really forgot that. too. He was the only part of the movie where I was like, ah. didn't bring his A game. But um there's also the scene in the beginning where it's like I'm coming home, Murph, I'm coming home. Um, I can name plenty of other scenes. Just really, 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 really good movie. And one thing I think we should mention before uh, the elevator opens is the visual effects in Christopher Nolan movies are so seamless. And I think this kind of brings me back to Tenet because Interstellar obviously looked amazing. It kind of transported you to space. Tenet was sick. Tenet, the visual effects were ridiculously good. Like, I legitimately couldn't tell what was real and what was fake for most of the movie because they would like there'd be some big, big old truck exploding. And I was like, I wouldn't put it past Christopher Nolan to actually like blow up a truck for his movie. Uh, it could have been visual effects, but I don't even know. So I feel like that's the biggest testament to good action scenes is not knowing what's real and what's fake. I think Mission Impossible Fallout also did a superb job at that. They did. Yeah. It's too bad no one can sit down. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I don't know if you guys who are listening to the podcast have heard about this, but apparently Christopher Nolan has a no chairs rule on his sets where nobody can sit down while the movie's being filmed. Everybody has to stand up. So I guess it's wow. just like Chick-fil-A or like even AMC gets to sit down, right? Yeah. Bro, AMC, AMC workers have it better than Christopher Nolan stars, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of good chair memes for Christopher Nolan on Twitter. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it, his his movies are good. Um, I think like everything. It's hard to like find things that you don't. Craft. It's hard to find things that are like, oh, this is bad. But it's like, not my personal taste. Like when I watch his movies, I'm kind of like, oh, I appreciate what he's doing there. It's like an art gallery. Yeah, 
And there's always a lot of suits. There's yes. suits everywhere. The suits content in the movie. It's immaculate. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that, that's kind of my overall thoughts on Christopher Nolan. Any other last second thoughts? I'm not wearing hockey pants. That's your thought? Yep. Okay. We didn't even mention Batman, the Batman movies. It, yeah, the Batman much. movie. I haven't seen the third one. I like, Batman Begins is solid, too. I like Batman Begins. I think Dark Knight is great. The first time I watched Dark Knight, I was like, oh, this is overrated. Second time I watched it, I was like, underrated. wait. It's not uh, <laughs> underrated. No. <laughs> no, people consider it like the best superhero movie of all Logan time. Logan is the best at me. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite okay. superhero movie. Um, but I think it's really good. Um, really different, gritty, gritty content. Okay. Better than Joker. Yeah. Don't but... don't even at me if you think Joker is better than Dark Knight. Don't even at okay, me. Get out. You can leave this podcast. Can now. you can you deny that we live in a society? Oh my gosh, the amount of times I After... hear that. I can't deny it. What was that, right? The amount of times I've heard that joke, especially this year. <laughs> From Noah. It's yeah, it's a staple. It's a hallmark in my personal. Isn't that your Instagram bio right now, or did you it change is, it? It's my Instagram bio. Go check out Noah's Instagram. <laughs> give him a follow. Give him some likes. Like my recent. He really needs the plug. I right need now. the clout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, the Batman movies are good. Ryan, have you seen the Batman movies? Long time ago. Don't ask me what I know about it. I really forgot. I just know that it was enjoyable. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're pretty good. I still got to see Bane. Bane, 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 Bane. I'm Bane. <laughs> He's always have, has like really good actors in his movies too. Yeah, also he has a lot of the same actors. He has a lot of Tom Hardy's, a lot of Kenneth Branagh's. Except for Harry Michael Styles Pace. was in his movie... And, Watermelon sugar. Hi. Um, he didn't sing in it, which was disappointing. Yeah, why didn't he? I don't know. He should have sang I, I Adore. Don't it, I don't think it fit in Dunkirk. He, he should have sang Adore You to bring up the soldiers' morale. Okay. They needed a little serotonin, so Harry Styles was like, "Hey guys, I know things are tough right now, but let me sing one uh, song off a of fine line for you." Yeah, he should have. Should have. Could have. Would have missed yeah. opportunity. Yep. Um. Okay, we have, I feel like we're finishing somewhat early, so like we did in the first two episodes, I think we should do a movie recommendation mm. that's on streaming or that you've watched recently, um, and I want Noah to go first. Wow, I did not even know that this was happening, so um, <laughs> let, let me fill in the time real quick by um, talking about how great Hulu is. You guys should get Hulu. Um, there's some really good options on there. Actually, ooh, I have a good one. Okay, so this movie I wouldn't tout as like one of the best movies out there or best movies on streaming, but I since we're talking about Denzel's son, John David Washington, if you guys want to watch a movie that perhaps shows off his range a bit more, there's a movie called Monsters and Men mm. on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Interesting fact, it was a movie pass funded movie. Remember when that was a thing? Dude. Um, yeah, th- those were the 2018. Games, that was a movie, literally. <laughs> literally. Um, anyways, Monsters and Men has John David Washington. Um, it has the guy from Hamilton, 
Anthony Ramos, who's also in Star is Born. Um, and it also has Kelvin Harrison from, uh, wait, why am I? Waves. Waves. Yep. Um, not a great movie. Good performance, though. Hey, hey, I mean, actually, it wasn't great, but it was good. We'll talk. We'll, we'll definitely engage in a discussion at a further date. Anyways, uh, Monsters and Men has those three actors. The movie's told in three parts uh, with three different people who experience the fallout of civil unrest. And it's very relevant and well-directed. It's a bit slow. So um, some may say it's a bit of a bore as far or as far as what Zach thinks. But um, say that. Don't, I'm putting don't put words in my mouth there. Oh, sorry. Come on, Noah. Um, but I would I would recommend to watch it. I mean, if not for like the quality of it, just for the experience of like being like I saw that movie and it made me think a little bit. Okay. Boom. Right. Relevant movie suggestion. You're up. Oh, I don't know anything. Um, you guys should download Disney Plus because they have great movies. Oh, they have a movie called Togo. I want to watch Togo. It's about a dog, and it's a it's a based on a true story, and the snow. <laughs> and I want to watch it. And so if you guys watch it before me. Kudos, but you guys gotta watch. The- Wait, how about we watch that while eating Togos? That'd be so funny. We should do that. You guys just witnessed the plan in the making. Oh, Ooh. Togo while I'm eating Togos. Uh- with the boys is it is it bad if i recommend time after i've recommended it yeah <laughs> yeah okay fine uh, okay yeah. i'll just i'll just say this it's amazing i cried yeah I yeah toxic know. masculinity no, is no done watch canceled me. no watched it happen yeah um it's like inspiring um but it's also like sad so bring the tissues i mean i mean like the ending's like happy um there's a little nugget of hope yeah i i just think it's a really good movie um kind of um if anyone's seen the documentary 13th which is kind of about like mass incarceration um and the effects of it um i feel like this um not like i wouldn't say it's like better or anything um two different documentaries but this one puts like more of a personal like um this is like someone's experience with mass incarceration that makes it a little more like you're seeing a face you're seeing the names Mm -hmm. to this um and i feel like that makes it all the more heartbreaking even the 13th is a very heartbreaking documentary Mm. i'm Um, actually gonna watch that yeah watch 13th too i'm watching it for my uh I'm doing two recommendations. Whoa. Is that allowed? 13th and Time. Also, if you watch Time, um, you can also watch this documentary from New York Times. Um, Time, New York Times. Um, huh? And this doc, it's like a mini documentary, 13 minutes on YouTube, was directed by the same person who directed Time. Um, it also has... Uh, um, like a little uh, feature from um, Fox Rich, who's the subject of the movie time. So it's like kind of like a connection 
Um, and it's a, a quick watch. You can watch either before or after it was made in 2018. So mm-hmm. three three recommendations. You are off the Time, rails. 13th on Netflix, and then go ahead and watch yeah. Alone on YouTube. You're crazy with Times. you're crazy with power. Yeah, you need I to am. you need to slow down. Um, I think I might watch it for one of my school projects and write a little little blurb about it. I'm supposed to watch it for one of my classes, actually, but I already, I've already seen it. So, oh, uh, do do you see that? There's there's a little crack of light. Sorry, the door is opening. Is it? Oh, it's open. Okay. Right. Um, it looks like we have reached the end of this elevator ride. Thank you so much, uh, everybody, for joining us today uh, to hear our fabulous Ryan Barlow speaking yep. about Tenet, um, and thank you, Zachary for joining us as well. And thank you, Noah. Noah. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you soon. We'll uh, get uh, another review and another podcast out. And bye. We'll miss you. Stay and up, stay safe. Love that. Stay up, stay Love safe. that. Get some Togo. Love that. Love it.